Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It is 133 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Heartland Ford, not your small-town dealership with a huge, new, state-of-the-art facility out in Fort Saskatchewan. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. And we're available via the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. We will open up the phone lines momentarily. Royal Pizza, pizza pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app for the App Store. Uh, Brendan, are you back in the studio there with me right now? You betcha. Okay, so we will open up the phone lines. People can start calling in right now, 780-496-0063. Uh, give me a couple things you pulled out of that interview with uh, Keith Gretzky. You're looking for me or from the callers? No, you. Okay. You uh, first and the callers. Well, he. Uh, it seems to me like he just wanted to outline his philosophy and that seemed to align with what we've ascertained as the modern NHL. The smaller, more skilled players need to be more present in the lineup. And it seems like that's the direction he wants the team to take, both with scouting and player development. So that, to me, was kind of the overarching theme. I mean, he drafted Yamamoto, right, in 2017. That's a, a small guy, 22nd overall in uh, uh, in that draft year, um, I got the sense that clearly he was more involved on the amateur side than the pro side. I think that's a given. I think we've known that. Uh, he's, he's basically said he hadn't been out scouting since uh, the end of December, which, you know, he, obviously the change was made in the last week of January. Um, said, you know, com- completely different sort of getting caught up to date on salary cap was uh, an area. Uh, spoke a bit about analytics, not extensively. Uh, I would say that Keith was a, a little bit understated during that interview. And maybe that's what you expect out of a guy that's in an interim seat. Right? Like, here's an example. If you come in as an NHL GM, and let's go back to fifteen sixteen with Pete Shirelli's first year here, He's in a different spot than Keith Gretzky is because he's in the first year of a multi-year contract for Shirelli, either five or six years as the rule of thumb for GMs in the league. And so you can speak differently about the situation that the team's in than a guy who's in on the interim basis. And the fact of the matter remains, the Oilers technically are not out of it. And I'm going to ask you to put your uh, manager's hat on or your coach's hat on as long as your team is in it if you were coaching or managing that team 
And you can't. It's not like you can make trades right now to upgrade the team for the final seven games of the year. You have to have the belief that the team is still in it, and you have to communicate that belief as well. The other thing is the players are, in theory, playing for contracts and playing for spots. Moving. I mean, obviously Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and Oscar Clefbaum aren't. But there's some other guys that are playing. You know, if you're Colby Cave or if you're Joseph Gambardella, you're trying to make some hay here. If you're um, Jujar Kara, who would have some valuation around the league, you want to get back in the lineup and play. So you, you have to have that sense of belief. And Keith Gretzky was in and is in on an interim basis. There was one thing that piqued my interest when I, because he knew where I was going to go. Uh, you know, and that's just in terms of signing. And the and the Oilers were in on uh, uh, Verano out of uh, Princeton because he could skate, and he played for the Ottawa Senators the other night. Make no mistake, Luke Phillip for me was not ready to step right from U Sports Hockey into uh, the NHL. He's going to need some time in the American Hockey League, but he said you might want to leave a spot open for an older European. That piqued my interest a little bit as well. Again, you can text us at 630-630. What the heck? Let's open up the phone lines at 780-496-0063. We're going to go to Dan on line number one. Hi, Dan. How are you? Good, uh, Bob. I've just got a <clears throat> quick question. Would anybody consider Ralph Kruger for either GM or Bob Nicholson's position? Uh, well, I mean, Nicholson was overseeing business too, right? So you're saying if Kruger would come back as president of, of hockey operations? Right. Here's, can I, I'm going to be brutally honest. Like, if you're Ralph, based on what happened here before and how you were fired, is that something you would consider? Well, my understanding is that he made a statement here in the last couple of weeks that he would consider coming back here really? to Canada. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I'd have to talk to. I've not spoken to Ralph since the uh, World Cup. Um, I was very, especially based upon. Um, that was one of the more surprising days when Ralph was relieved of his duties, and I, you know, that was. Geez, that's two GMs ago. So uh, I do think he's, and and I. I know I've said this before on the show. When he was initially hired, I was in shock because I didn't like how Switzerland played. And if you spent 10 minutes with a guy, if you didn't like him after about 30 seconds, it's on you. It's not on him. He's 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 really polished. He's incredibly smart. He's engaging, and he treats everybody really well. Yeah. Uh, and now he has just been the president of uh, was that I don't know what his official title was with Southampton, but they had an ownership change. Has he been? I don't. I have not kept up. A, I know Southampton's close to relegation in the EPL. Is he no longer in Southampton? Is that what you've heard? or No, I, as far as I know, he's still there. Yeah. So that's part. I mean, I, I, it would not surprise me if he was making two to three million pounds a year. Yeah. My concern is uh, I was listening to John Shannon. Yes. And he said that uh, Bob Nicholson was in kind of a difficult spot because he hadn't been a manager before. And that concerns me. Whereas I think... Kruger has more experience in that area. Okay. Well, he certainly ran the Swiss hockey uh, organization for a number of years. I didn't like how they played, but I understood how they played, and that was part of my concern when he came aboard. And then I realized once he came here that he was not at all as a defensive-minded coach as I thought he was. 
He's got some pretty novel concepts. Yeah. Interesting question by you, one that I don't have the answer for, okay? Okay, thank you. You bet. 780-496-0063. Was that Dan? I believe we're going to go to Don on line two. Hi, Don. How are you? Hi, Bob. Very good. Thank you. Hey, uh, I just want to make a comment on uh, where the Oilers are this year. Um, Like, I just happened to be digging through some paperwork looking for something else, and I found this prediction I put out. And I had Edmonton finishing either 10th or 11th this year. Um... Not uh, obviously not making the playoffs, but I had them at 88 points, so they're going to fall short of that. But uh, as the rest of the, as compared to the rest of the team, I don't think they're far off from where they thought they were. And I say from the beginning of the year, I thought they were down here in my little notes that they didn't have two lines. I'd almost go as far as to say they don't have three lines. They uh, well, so Dan, I, I give you Dan lots of. I, I will say this: there was a wide variance of. I thought the team was going to bounce back. Okay, so full disclosure. I mean, and again, I preface this all by saying this: if I had told you on October first that Connor McDavid would be on a career high pace, that Leon Dreisaitl would be a top four scorer, Ryan Nugent Hopkins would be on a career high pace, and the team would have fired Todd McClellan and Peter Shirelli, you would have said I was crazy. Think about that for a second. Oh, I, there's no, there's no doubt about that. I mean, you, those kind of things are, are really unpredictable. I, I don't know. But, I, I you know, if you I made that prediction, if you made that prediction, you made that prediction. I'm the first to admit, uh, I thought the team was going to be better. They weren't. It's been a disappointment. Yeah. Uh, well, I still think them was a disappointment. Be, disappointment because I think you even said this the other night before a game when I was listening that uh, Everton can beat the best teams. But they lose to the worst, and they've they've shown that in the last uh, few weeks here, uh, just how just how they play. But they're definitely short a lot of players. But there needs to be some some changes. Uh, and I don't really I don't even really put it on Todd McClellan. I put most of it on Sorelli. Yeah, I think uh, I think most fans put it on. Uh, the, most fans look at the makeup of the roster and think they divested themselves of too much skill and speed. And we just had Keith Gretzky on, and for him, the priority is on on skill and speed, that that's what the Oilers need to address. Yes, and that's what the, he didn't even use the word character once the entire time of the interview. He talked about compete, but he because I, I, I think the game's changed. And the other thing is I think character is situational. I'll give you an example, okay? Who, who's seen as being a better ca- uh, character player, Kelly Buckberger or Louis DeBrusque? They're both great character players, right? But Kelly was fortunate enough to play for the Oilers, albeit, you know, he wasn't on the ice in 87, and he played a couple games against the Flyers in 87, but he was he was a fourth-line player in a really good team, and Louis DeBrusque was a fourth-line player in a really bad team. So is one guy a better character guy than the other? I'd say they're both good character guys, right? But the guy that benefits is the guy that plays on good teams. So those guys' reputations get enhanced, and hey, Kelly played over 1,000 games in the NHL. He was a good character player. So character to me is, you know, Shane Corson in in Montreal was seen as a character guy. In Edmonton, fans would suggest, no, he wasn't. He wasn't a character guy. So sometimes character is situational. Bottom line is the Oilers need more skill in their lineup, especially in their top nine. And they got three, like there's, there's no question they got three top six forwards for sure. But how many other guys do they have right now in the lineup that are top nine? So, so they have to improve. That's that's a clear area that they got. I mean, I think Cassian, you can make an argument, can play as uh, can play somewhere 
in your lineup on the right side. And Gagne can spot fill somewhere on the right side. And maybe yeah, I, maybe Chase. I, I only think that Chase on and, and uh, Cassian are the two that can spot, spot fill. They could be they could be uh, in in the bottom six. There's yeah. there's. But but on, but honestly, I would I don't want them to be moved up. I, I, and personally, a character guy there, I, I you know I like both of those guys for their character. But you brought up about Keith Gretzky, and that was my second thing that I was going to talk about. Is that uh, I, I, I one thing I got out of the thing is that he has seemed to like the idea that guys go to the minors and play there. I think Detroit was a perfect example of all many years they made the playoffs and how they kept improving is that everybody went to Detroit and they went to the minors. Okay, but there's one there's one difference, okay? Detroit was drafting guys in the 20s. Like their first round picks were later round picks and when Detroit had guys that were third overall picks like Primo, they played right away too and that's the same staff, right? So sometimes it depends like, here's the thing with Bouchard. I, I would say that my guess is the Oilers need to build a team deep enough where Bouchard can start in the minors, but the player is going to decide as well. Because I've got some people, you know, I put a tweet out on Saturday night, and I had some fans saying, what are you saying that everybody needs to overperclate? That's not necessarily true. So I do think it's dependent upon an individual basis, but I... I Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. I also suggest to you it's hard to argue that the Oilers don't have a better developmental model right now than they had two or three years ago. Because no, but you got don't forget Bouchard. This this is Bouchard's already first year in the minors to me. When he goes back to junior, that's like one year back too. Okay, yeah, so, that, that's one so, way to look at it. Hey, I got other calls. Thanks for the call. Okay. Thank you. Bye. You bet. Let's go to John on line number three. Hi, John. How are you? Bob, is that me? Yeah, it's you, John. Oh, okay. Um, Bob, I'm calling from Vancouver here. Um, I really enjoy the program, and I want to say be leery of Mike Gillis because remember he gave Luongo the, you know, the lifetime contract, and remember when he went after Matt Sundin with the big long contract too, and then so I mean we're already in enough trouble with uh, Lucic, and you know basically we got Lucic for two more years till he finishes his career at the Seattle Pilots or whatever they're going to be. Um, Bob, I heard um, Reed and Rob say that there was actually teams out there that were interested. Did in uh, Neil Yakupov? Like I can't, I, I can't believe that's true. But um, I guess a desperate times, desperate call for desperate measures. Um, what teams have you heard that were um, interested in him? And I, I got um, to be honest with you, I haven't heard a lot of Neil Yakupov talk. Um, and, and back to Gillis, I would suggest that Vancouver did some very imaginative things with sports science and with analytics with Gillis and Lawrence Gilman. The thing for me is Gilman had to end up doing a lot of the servicing for the market, um, and 
and I don't know how great their draft record was, and there were some interesting contracts signed, and and I just I don't know if Mike would be the right guy on the heels of Peter Sorelli to be here. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I might I really, have more time for Lauren. I, I will. I'll say it right now. I'd have, like, I listed five guys, and they were yeah. all guys that are basically assistant general. Kelly McCrimmon, Mark Hunter, who is an assistant GM in Toronto. Yeah. Yep. Ross Mahoney, who... Yeah, that's who I love, Ross Mahoney. He's yep. a very strong-minded individual, and Washington has drafted well. You got that right. And then uh, I, I uh, mentioned Lawrence Gilman, and I mentioned Keith Gretzky. And they've all... I mean, Keith's been in the league for 18 years. Like, yeah, I would like Ross Mahoney, and I would definitely keep Keith on as a, as a junior talent evaluator. But um, i got to get back to changing tires here, Bob. Thanks, all right, thanks, see you, know, keep us, Okay, well, bye. He called from Vancouver, and he's changing tires. Uh... I better keep them away from my wife because that's something I'm not very good at. You can text us at 630-630. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. i got to get back to changing tires. Clayton, I believe we have Clayton on line number four. Hi, Clayton. How are you? Oh, I'm good, yeah. So, uh... I just wanted to talk more about uh, the supporting cast, you know, some of the players. Right. Um, because, you know, to me, we've got uh, that handful of players, like you say, that's not going anywhere. And and then we have a few players that are character players, like Chase on and, and uh, Cassian and, and Gagne that, that are going to be staying and most likely. I think, though, where we get into trouble... Is uh, I've noticed is like this last year we came into camp with basically no new players and uh, just just the same guys that impressed in camp and impressed in preseason and uh, then then it's kind of the same thing we're looking at again and uh, and and I'm just you know we have to do something something in this off season and bring in some fresh Clay- faces. Okay, Clayton, logic would dictate. Regardless of who ends up as the manager, you're going to see, I would say, significant change. You are right, though. When you, I mean, when you look at the fact that the combination of Ty Ratty, Yessa Pogliarvi, and Connor Yamamoto scored 15 combined goals in the preseason, and to date they have nine goals in the NHL. Pogliarvi's done for the year. He had four. Ratty's still here. He's been a scratch. He had four. Yamamoto had one, and I think he's going to be on the farm the rest of the year. They counted on those guys on the right side. It didn't come to fruition. They're actually lucky to have gotten the production level they got from Chason and from Cassian. And then on the left side, again, I didn't see Lucic and Reeder combining only for five goals this year. Didn't right. see. You're going yeah. to see I, I, it, it. logic dictates you're going to see a completely different set of combination of wingers than the ones that they started the year with uh, uh, next year, than they started the year with this year. And you know what? Yeah. If you want to sit there and say the Oilers blew it by putting in who they had in on the wings to start the year, I think it's hard to argue with that based on the position the team's in right now and their lack of productivity. Yeah, for sure. You know, and, and I, I really hope that they, uh, they, they give these young guys a shot at, at the team next year. Like, uh, like, I, I like think- who, Benson? Well, I, I really want to see him get a shot. Yeah, well, I he's, do. He's played great in the minors. I got to get two more in. Thanks, Clayton. That's all cl- right. Thank you. Yep. Let's go to Travis on line number six. Travis, how are you? Good, Bob. How are you today? Good. 
Hey, I wanted to uh, pick your brain about a couple things. Uh, one is the concern I have in the past with this team is we've always went too far in one direction. Let me start by saying back in the days when we had we went too far in tough, rugged defensemen where they weren't puck movers and yep. they had to blow the whole team up. They said, so let's get puck movers in here and then we get wallpapered against the boards for years and get run out of buildings because we had no toughness. And then they go, we got to get toughness. So then they go, all toughness. And now they're going, oh, we need all skill. I just beg and plead whoever is listening to make a balanced team. Okay, and here's, here's what I'll say to you. When the general manager gets named full-time, We'll have, I mean, there's only so much an interim GM can say right now, right? He has to be a little bit evasive. First of all, his team's still in the playoff hunt, right? And secondly, you're not, you're still playing. I mean, I, I think you're going to see a change to the team in the offseason. It doesn't matter who the manager's going to be. They're, they, the game's played differently today. They've got some of the size. They need to add more yep. speed and skill. I think you'd agree with that. And on defense, they've got a heavier defense. They got to add some. They got to add some puck moving ability on the on the back end. So, but that's a fair comment about the fact you, you don't want to chase your tail. Thanks a lot, Travis. I got to get one more. Thank you, KJ. KJ, you got the last word of the day. Go for it. Yeah. Speaking of defense, maybe I might go in a bit more in depth in the off season or when we're eliminated because we're we have a decent defense if we actually were to make the playoffs healthy. But I would say that in in order to be more competitive and, and be able to transition the puck out of our zone, which is a huge flaw in our defense overall, um, I would I would think about radically uh, trying to move move a, a bunch of different defense pieces around to try to create a different sort of defense uh, you might be able to you might be losing trades on some contracts winning trades on other contracts but I think that aside from perhaps maybe Oscar Clefbaum who's universally at this point relatively decided as the Oilers best and overall defenseman um, I would I would say that everyone's on the table if you can if you can improve the team yeah, I might add nurse to that just for me personally. Uh, and, and the I, and contract I gotta say, situation, Bob, the contract situation with nurse is really favorable, and though, and, and that's where you might be able to, okay, to be able fair, to move other things to get that one there. And I'm going to give you another guy that I wouldn't have listed a month ago, but I will list now. Benning at his price point is an effective third-pairing defenseman. At his price point is an effective third-pairing defenseman. Uh, well, you know, there are guys in the minors that would also be effective third-pairing defensemen at, at the price point. Duly noted. And you got a gift to get. Hey, thanks for the call. No worries. Thanks. All right. Uh, 154, we are going to go to this Dean Oilers history for New West Travel. Ask about their destination wedding packages and corporate employee reward trips. Visit newwesttravel.com for more information on this day. 1986, what happened, Brendan Escott? Glenn Anderson scored his 100th point of the season for the third time in his career when he picked up a goal for the Oilers to help them pass Detroit 7-2, Bob. Harry Neal was working that broadcast that night. Mark Messier came down and lifted up his back foot and scored a goal off the rush. That patented Messier shot, and Harry Neal said, and I quote, I must have seen Mark Messier score that goal 100, 100 times in 99 where I was coaching the Vancouver Canucks. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Call about their destination, wedding, packages, and corporate employee reward trips. Visit newwesttravel.com. Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports Night. What's he got shaken? He will have Brad Lauer on as well as, uh, one second here, um... 
Well, he'll have Bradlow. Yeah, it, it's going to be fluent. It's other fluid than that, show. producer Dave's away. So okay, Stoffer Inspector tomorrow for the horses. Horse racing, Alberta. Reminding you, the new Century Mile Casino opens April first. Racing starts on the twenty eighth. We'll be back tomorrow. Up next, a news weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodwan, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News with Jayla Nye and Andrew Gross. The premiere coming up on today's edition of the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. So long, everybody. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chet.